Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. Oh god. <laughs> Wait, you love the dog book? I love the dog book. Uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll dive into that first because I think Todd's the only one of that opinion. Uh, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. <laughs> this is an auspicious start, not really, to our dog days of summer month. It started out such a cute idea. We were going to do all these books featuring dogs and puppies, and it was going to be adorable. And then Todd decided Made to recommend suggestion. Rover Red Charlie, which he'd been trying to you know get me to read for a long time. And I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, fine, we'll finally do it. Well, and then yeah, I, I actually mean- read it going in we should have known because it is garth ennis i know i right so what else is garth ennis written uh preacher and we're doing yep. cross the boys and, and the boys Matt. and crossed right yeah right. and he did hellblazer i mean this is this yeah. guy he okay. does a lot of so as someone who knows nothing, nothing about graphic yeah. novels and comics and everything yeah. i had no idea what the fuck i was walking into yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that's I think, awesome i think i deluded myself into thinking that this was going to be better than it was i don't know why i Ooh. kind of blindly went into it um yeah well all i gotta say is so this is so when i was reading this and we'll, we'll get there i actually thought this took place in the cross universe because cross starts out very much the same yeah so you're in for more of the same but with less dog mutilation when we get to cross which i'll be honest with you garth Innes does horrible things in his books i'm kind of better with them doing them to humans than dogs that's just mm-hmm. sort of as, my... as per usual it is the same reason that that is why everyone still can watch independence day had yeah. they killed that dog in the tunnel no one would have watched it that's true well yeah that's because people are horrible people are horrible but dogs are wonderful and only human listen, dog keeps dogs. the shit human yeah but that that's whole thing what the fuck that's dude. because <laughs> humans were, were really to shitty to the dog <laughs> well and there's right? a whole and there's a whole discussion to have there about the cycle of abuse but yeah, yeah mm-hmm. anyway okay well we'll get into this is just a preview of what you have in store kids um so uh sure. with that we have the guy who recommended the book uh who is living in shame in the rumpus room we have todd no shame he looks so uh, pleased with himself right now like you should see the shit eating grin on his no. face uh, literally he could be a character in this book this will be um, frost month yeah. Oy. <laughs> uh, then we also have Mr. Adam in the very bright white room. Um, it's like from that ahead. book we read. What was it called again? Oh, the horror book from or last whatever. year. Yeah, clean room. It was clean room. Yeah, that one was not good. Um, we I gotta like start it. reading better books sometimes. Uh, and then we have Lena and the Adam like that one. Yeah. What time zone are you in? I'm back in in Denver. We waited so long to record that I, I went to Connecticut and came home all in the amount of time before we last recorded. <laughs> so I don't get blamed for the no. That's one hundred percent my fault. I was on the. It was just an observation. And yes, I was no. like, my mother. I was like, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be recording tonight, and she was like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, I was like, well, never mind, I'm not recording. What do you guys want to do tonight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we actually watched a movie and funny enough we finished it right before we would have ended up recording so it was kind oh, yeah. of funny it, it, was, it like, was like a complete replacement Ooh, but now i want to yeah. know which movie it was uh it was uh oh fuck what the hell did we watch it was obviously bad. very memorable i don't was it army of the back dead and me back in me oh my god that book's that movie's terrible all too. i know is we watched the first episode of loki i liked it a lot me too i really liked it todd have you seen it too okay todd i will tell you this knowing you and knowing a film that we both have a fondness for mm-hmm. you will love loki mm-hmm. because loki the first episode at least is highly influenced by the movie brazil like you can see okay. the inf- like you can d- 
definitely see the Brazil connection in a lot of places. So All right. I, I think you'll dig it. I so very far. much liked it. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched it in the Heights yet, but it I haven't either. I'm looking on forward my, to that one. my list for um this week when Aaron is out doing I also haven't watched Sweet Tooth yet. That's the other one I really want to watch, but I haven't gotten around to it. I did see it came out on Netflix and I was like, eh. But see, yes. I mean it's Jeff Lemire. It's Jeff Lemire. You know, I don't know. How do you well that's why we it? couldn't record early in the week was because I the, I totally forgot the night that we were gonna record was I was going to see in the heights. Oh nice. Um and then so my friend from work also came over last night and I was like, because her family's out camping. I'm like, well come over and watch a movie and I just got the screener for Luca, the new Pixar movie. Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah we can do that. We can do it in the heights we can do Hamilton and she's like I want to do it in the heights so I've seen it twice now and it, it was just as fun the second time. Nice. So anyway good. speaking of just as fun the second time I don't know how that goes. Yeah. Adam what is our cocktail for this week? Oh uh, yeah this one is called the red hair of the dog. Uh you're gonna take uh it's three ounces of gin a half ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice, two to three dashes of hot sauce, and then a red chili slice, but you're going to save that for your garnish. You're going to add all the liquid ingredients to an ice-filled shaker, shake the shit out of it, and strain into an old-fashioned glass, and then you garnish with that chili slice. Okay. Yeah, that, that's pungent. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, kind of a little bit of like a kind of a Bloody Mary, but without the, the bloody part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of bloody, uh, so this book basically <laughs> <Yes>. is Homeward <laughs> Bound. <laughs> it could have been so apocalypse. much worse. I was wondering where that was going. Like, yeah, that's okay. But yeah. Homeward Bound meets... Yeah, basically, the there's there's yeah. some sort of weird apocalypse where all human beings become complete and other fucking assholes and self-destruct. Um, right. And then the dogs decide that they're going to go to San Francisco. Pretty much the plot of the And book. cats are pricks. Uh, cats are pricks. Piss pots. Uh, bulldogs uh, have subs. Um, what else? Just one. Just, just one. one. Just one. Just the he, one. He had a monogamous sub. Uh-huh. Yeah. The other day we were <laughs> discussing the fact that if Mickey and Minnie and Goofy can all talk, does that make Pluto the gimp. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Lena shakes her head. How do you end up in these (laughs) conversations? You I say while you're this, on this podcast. You say while you're on. You know what? You're Here's right. the thing. I, I, I just, said this I, while I was at work. That's part of the problem too. Well, well, that I mean, I guess not. I guess that comment makes more sense. But I just, I, yeah. You know what? It's fine. Um, yeah. So, it's all gonna get cut know, out anyway. It's fine. I know that we do um, drinking games for all of our yeah. our books. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's only really one. There really is. I think we're all in, in, in agreement this. of what the drinking game is. Yeah. So, Lena, would you like to bless us with what the drinking game for this episode is? Because it's going to be unanimous, so it's just the one. I'm a dog. 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 I got to tell you, if that is really what they say when they're barking, I don't want them to speak. That was the most annoying thing. I mean, I'm sorry. I know we're getting into it, but that was the most annoying fucking thing. No, no, no. The entire fucking book. I was just like, what? No. No. Dogs are smarter than this. This was, I, I can't, I just, I, I was, I got more <laughs> and more angry as I read th- through each issue. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, okay, add on top of that, the, you know, title page or whatever, the, the spacer page is an image with I'm a dog in 40 different, like, size letters all over it as well, which was like, okay, this is unnecessary. Yes. All of it is unnecessary. First off, I, and again, it makes sense. They're dogs, so they have no idea what the hell happened. But you really mm-hmm. don't have any idea what the hell's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all ending horribly. Yeah. And actually, I had a I had a, a drinking game because I thought we had to come up with our own that we can tie into this. And it actually does go along with the I am dog. Uh, it's called Dog Latin. So every time they refer to something as like what their dog brain thinks it is. So like the oh, humans yeah. are feeders. So basically, you're going to, you're probably going to want to drink a lot with this book, but you'll be dead within, you'll be like one of the crazy humans within the first <laughs> couple pages. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just yeah. so to be aware of <laughs> what's happening. Also, is according to the far side, we also know that all dogs are saying, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hey! Hey! Oh gosh! I just Alan, smell my Alan, Alan! Alan! Oh wait, maybe the Steve. Steve! 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 Yeah. Steve! Steve. Steve. <laughs> By the way, that is still my favorite freaking nighttime, daytime, nighttime, daytime. It's so anyway. Totally back to this book. I um. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay with dogs being killed, Mm -mm. with dogs being hurt. Uh, I don't give a shit about those cats because they had it coming. His pots. But like, yeah. Every time we say cat, you're just like, yes. Yes. And for the rest of my life, every single other episode we will ever be on, like when we do Cats the Musical, the graphic novel, I'm going to call them hiss pots the entire time. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> but like, fuck cats. But I am the musical. But <laughs> I, I am not okay with, with bad things happening to, with like any kind of dog or puppy or anything. And um, even the poor dog that was the one that was being the little bitch that um you know had the little simp or whatever that he had like i just can't mm-hmm. like that because then when he tells his story and you're just like oh yeah humans they suck i get it like let them all kill each other why are you killing the dogs and that part i'm just like what was the point of this book I think we'd like to uh, throw it to the guy who recommended this book. Yeah, Todd. Explain yeah. Your, explain yourself, sir. Explain, Lucy. All right. So it's Rubber Red Charlie by Garth Ennis. I first read this after I had, it was between, no, I had finished Preacher and only some of the boys was out, not all of it. And I was trying to uh, voraciously read what other else Garth Ennis I could because he was awesome. And I ignored his Marvel stuff because that's how I roll. Mm-hmm. And this thing popped up and I read it and reading it a second time again i still love it it's it's bonkers it's violent it's garth it's what's interesting to watch and you're going as an exercise i say an exercise but if dogs have a limited vocabulary and it's just from their point of view and you want to do this homeward bound kind of a thing what would it be like and have it from a drunk scotsman tell a story of going across the u.s heartland why not it's an absolute riot and then you throw in dog behavior and you give a personification to dog behavior and too much personification because apparently dog on dog is not okay if it's violent and it's crazy violent it's what it is but it's the little moments where you do have that human in new york throw them across the deck you know to get them to safety before that human's taken out it showed that they were really on their own hoping for something better but they all had such distinct personalities you had red that was a bit of a lenny but didn't know he was a lenny and come to hear about it and red comes out okay in the end i just had a absolute fun time with it and yeah it's bonkers but it's the best kind of bonkers okay so what i'm hearing from you todd though is the only it's kind of like a john waters homeward bound kind of a deal but see yeah the same thing with john waters though is is that the book itself does not have redeeming qualities you're putting those on based on who the author was and their other work because like you, okay so you did in your description right. refer to it as a drunk scotsman telling this tale which sort of uh-huh. implies a base knowledge going into this knowing that it's going to be uh well that drunk... was my point of view going into it i, I agree with that i, I understand that i understand yeah. that. i don't think the book on its own my personal opinion i don't think it stands uh, uh, on its own enough for it to oh and the art's uh, great the art okay. is really good i do like the yeah. art actually a lot yeah the art is great they have very unique personalities and it's an interesting adventure going 
going through. And once when you think they're safe, he does a good job of delaying the ending, but not too much. And so going, if this is what, four issues? Six. I think it's six. Is that what exactly. this is? It's oh, it's six? I had to okay. get individuals online because they didn't have a trade unless I wanted to order it in paperback. All right. Yeah, There's six issues, but it, it's the whole thing. It's fully contained. It has a start. It has a stop. It's done. It's a six-issue run. It's um, it's nutty. I mean, it's it's from the mind of Garth Ennis, and that's exactly what you get kind of a so deal. So someone if she, who, who has no idea who this person is and who has no idea yeah. what they were walking into this was not good at all <laughs> okay like and sure. todd and and todd knowing that you you were in that like mode after you when you first mm-hmm. read it and everything no. this was not good like the art <laughs> was good but this was not good. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know that you guys go on and on about Deadpool Max, and I don't remember the other one, Boba Bo, or whatever the fuck else. <laughs> like, this, this is Todd's Deadpool Max. This, yeah, he this finally has one on the list. still nine like, steps above Deadpool Max. Well, and I didn't I read Deadpool know. Max. You, I haven't, you shouldn't. I, yeah. I, well, after I listened to that episode, I definitely wasn't going to because you guys basically just shit on Brian the entire hour. That <laughs> and talked. I deserved but, it. I will admit but, that I deserved it. That's why you started listening, wasn't it? This no, <laughs> no. I started listening because I was talking shit about her on a different episode. Well, no, I started listening because of of someone else who was on the episode or on the. Oh, on the that's show. right. And then I started listening to other shit, and then I fe- realized that oh, he's this horrible ex girlfriend, and I was like, bitch. <laughs> Just use my name. I know who you're talking about. Anyway, so um, but Todd, I like love mm-hmm. you to death. This was a really bad book. <laughs> this is a really bad book. So does this fall into the guilty pleasure category? No, for me this no. is just no. bad. This is there is nothing like it. I read it while sitting outside on my parents' deck because I was like, oh, I got time in the middle of the day. And once I was done, my father was like, how was it? And I was like, I. <laughs> <laughs> I wasted money on this. Like, and I didn't spend that much because, like, Adam, I got the individual issues on Comixology, so I didn't have to pay for the paperback trade and everything. Yeah, they were like two bucks each or something like that. Yeah. I want to say. Which it was, was like, okay, 12 bucks, still too much on paying for all of this. <laughs> it was strange. It was too, rep- like, there was a lot of repetitiveness that happened, especially with the whole I'm a dog thing, which just didn't, it, like, it was grotesque in a way that just was, there was nothing that had, like, there was nothing that pushed towards that. And I guess that's his style of social appearance. Well, yeah, I wouldn't be Garth Ennis without a guy <laughs> eating a dog's asshole out. He had a character I that was arse-faced and preacher. Yeah. just, you know, so that's, uh, like, as someone who is coming from this, from a totally like, oh, we're doing a fun dog month, yay! And then this is what we started with. I was like, <laughs> all right, well, this person obviously hated dogs because what the hell was this and i think it could have been an interesting it was the premise of the book is actually fairly interesting is you always look like every time there's some kind of disaster film it's always told from like the military so you get all like the inside bullshit it's why cloverfield was so interesting because you were with the people who were just all the the you know all the normal people had no idea what the fuck was going on there's just this monster and all this shit happening and people are like that's how it ended and it's like well fuck you don't know how it's gonna end like you're you're just some random person like you're not part mm. of the military you have no idea what's going to go on and so, so talking about an apocalypse or something that happens and and it only affects humans it doesn't obviously it doesn't affect any other mammals or animals on the planet or anything and so it's like watching them kind of deal with stuff and and having to kill to eat you know to be able to eat because all of these humans are gone 
fun and all this. It's a really interesting premise, but it just mm-hmm. was not told well at all. Like it was just, I was annoyed <laughs> through the entire thing. So I'm sorry. I know like Todd, you loved it and everything, but it was like, no, I, I, I love you have strong feelings about it. It was so that's my thoughts on on this book so lana i'm just gonna tell you this right now yeah if todd ever recommends god hates astronauts to you you don't want to read it it's not your jam and that's okay that's okay i love it because i I can see a lovey puppy yeah Sure. I can't. I just, I'm sorry. Sure. Anything that has dogs getting like, like I have never watched. I am legend because he uh, has to kill the dog. Yeah. I have watched Marley and me one time by myself in a room where I bawled through the last oh, half. Of the I wouldn't even movie. watch that one. Cause I knew how it ended. Well, I know, but yeah, but it's like the dogs at the end of its life and everything. Well, the worst part was the dog that they chose in the movie to play Marley when he's older. looked just like my dog, Kimba. I lost it. I was, I, I cried through the entire uh I don't do like as soon as people like kick dogs I'm like well if someone like I'll go shoot you in the head like I don't even care the fact that they now that the FBI goes after animal abuse the same way they that they would with anything else that it's a federal offense and they'll they they track people and they'll like throw you your ass in jail and everything is wonderful I cannot handle people being mean to dogs so I did not like this book but you're good with cats (laughs) yeah cats are a piece of shit well I'm Those glad we cats. know your line. Well, you know why? Because, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. That big ass put that that big ass bulldog or whatever. I was like, okay, you need to you need to go. Um, mainly because he just what he he just wanted to kill everything in its path. But cats mm. are, you know, I read this thing that said dogs have masters, cats have servants. Kind of how I feel. Cats always look like they kill you in your sleep, even when oh, they're totally nice. They face. look like yeah. yeah, like so. Um, I'm good. Like, and I had one. Um, but the last time I saw him, I just, well, I think Jason ruined him, but like, uh, you know, <laughs> he's a little shithead, like a total little shithead. And, and I'm, again, I think it's cause Jason just lets him do whatever, like basically rule the roost in that fucking house. But like, he just like, he's a little shithead. And every time you look at him, he always, like cats just always have that look like, yeah, go ahead, do something. I'll scratch your eyes out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So, but dogs are just, they're always loving. They're like, it's like unconditional love. The only reason that dogs are bad because people train them to be shitheads because they're shithead people. So that's why I just don't, I didn't like this book. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a funny, funny cat story really fast. So my my buddy Joey's got a Russian blue, and it's like the coolest cat. I think Lena's a cat even you would like because he's just totally chill. He'll like, like he has little kids. I'll pick him up upside down. And he'll just be like, oh, I guess we're doing this kind of thing. Like he's a really really good cat, but he likes to go outdoors. He's an indoor outdoor cat, and he getting fights with the other cats because they have like, alley cats and stuff around. And he normally comes out on top. Well, the one time he got his ass handed to him, like Joey didn't he didn't see what happened. All of a sudden he heard, like, and all of a sudden he came bolting back to the door, and he had like a little like like scar on his nose dude that cat was depressed for two weeks it wouldn't get out of its bed like he had to actually bring food over to it because it wouldn't leave it and you go and be like i can't remember the cat's name be like hey what's up and you go to pet it and he just go it was like the funniest thing so um i will say the one great thing that's happened in this last week is ellen has taught my cat to sit on command for treats it's pretty impressive i've never seen a cat actually be able to behave to anything before uh but adam do you uh do you have any thoughts uh about
about this book that haven't been already expressed? So the, the funny thing about this book is I didn't know what it was about. I just mm-hmm. knew, oh, it's a dog book. And even when I was looking for it and trying to see if I could get it, because I prefer trades, even if it's digital, because I don't like having to flip in between all these different issues. Sure. Uh, I didn't realize it was Garth Ennis. I didn't see the name on it. And I just was like, just investing energy trying to find it. So I go there, I flip the book open. I'm like, oh, I know what I'm in for now. Like, it's like, well, this should be interesting. That's why within the first two pages, I'm like, is this really in the crossed universe? Because they had a chance to tie it in. That would have been kind of fun, actually. Uh, it's interesting. Um, it's the same publishing house as Crossed. And, and as you well. can definitely see, I know, I know it was different artists, but you can almost kind of see like the, the inspiration they had. So I, I'm with Landon the fact that I like the story. I like seeing like, hey, this is from a different point of view. I think, honestly, I would have liked it 10 times more without the I'm a dog stuff. Because mm-hmm. I don't like seeing dogs hurt at all. And there were some genuinely funny moments like when they finally meet the other dogs and issue was at five and Red just starts fucking the other dog. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we, we, we weren't interested because they had the thing done to us. I'm like, what would they call it? They wouldn't know. Yeah. Like, and I did. They're just sitting there having a conversation, and she's like, "Yeah, well." She's like, "Are you done back there yet?" Because like, I got shit. Then he passes out. Yeah, that was I mean, hilarious. And I think we've all been there. At least Lane and I. I'm sure we've been there before. You're like, "Really? Are you done yet?" Like, come on. <laughs> I, I got to go watch the news. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I, I did like the, the commentary. <laughs> The, the commentary with the bulldog, like as fucked up as that was, and you're like, oh my god, like it, it, it does bring up the idea of the cycle of abuse because that's kind of what we see, generally speaking. And you you can say with humans, we still have the choice, but it's a bigger, a harder choice to overcome, and that's happened to you. So I, I liked that that was there. I don't mind violence at all, and obviously, like I said, so Lena, now you know what you're getting into with Crossed, but we've given yeah. you fair warning. It's just it's with people, not dogs. Uh, I just don't like seeing Crossed dogs hurt either. Uh huh. Crossed is another level up from this. It is. It, it is. So just just be aware of that. Uh, and I've been. Do they that's kill been other? Do they kill dogs in Crossed? I don't think they kill dogs. At least not in the first trade. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. So okay, Crossed, well, like if there's it's people, whatever. Yeah, the, there's different levels of Crossed. Like there, you've got the main one. Then you have the, the sequel was called Family Values, and then you have the third one, which was psychopath and it was like a guy who was almost worse than the people because if you're crossed you're basically like you have everything goes away but you're in and you just go out there and be violent and kill and rape and pillage and fun stuff uh but he was just doing it because he liked it and i hated that one i was like nope this is there's a line up here somewhere and now crossed it but uh but yeah so the thing is like i I got done with it and i didn't like it that being said as we've talked about it more i'm kind of flipping through it it's like there's a lot it did well and that i did enjoy and i do like garth ennis stuff i just i think i would rather have had it been people instead of dogs Mm -hmm. but it's 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 not horribly done. I mean, the art's fantastic. There are some really good funny moments. It is incredibly over the top and violent, but I'm still not sure if I like it or not. I, I don't, I'm leaning more towards liking it more than I did the when we first started, just from the glee on Todd's face when he was talking about it. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I'm going to have a hard time coming up with the score at the end because I really need to keep on thinking about this, but it's, I would have liked it a lot more if the I'm a dog part stuff wasn't there. Yeah. And if it would have killed more his spots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Does anybody else have anything else they want to add to this? Did you really? I didn't, I didn't hear much really from you, Brian. Yeah. Because yeah. I was pretty much in agreement with Lena. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of this book. I'm really not. And here's the thing is, I've read a fair amount of Garth Ennis. And oh. I think when he has a longer run, I think he has a better ability to get you to buy into the terrible shit um, because you're invested in the characters. Um, I think starting out with the horrible shit that he starts out with makes it hard for me to just to buy in. Like, I'm already sort of standoffish from the whole, whole thing. So you're front. a frog in a pot of water kind of deal. Yeah, for sure. And this was like, you have that fucked up 
shit right at the very beginning. You have, you know, the dog getting uh, hurt right at the very beginning. I'm kind of like, okay, fuck this guy. Now I'm just reading this because I have to do a review on it. Um, <laughs> like, okay. and on the flip side, like, okay, so sure. we'll take into consideration the boys. The boys have some horrible shit up front, but it, you start out knowing about um, uh, Huey and his girlfriend, and you have this nice mm-hmm. romantic scene, and then he flips it on its edge. So there's a little bit of a surprise there, but you're already invested in the char- character of Huey before the horrible shit happens. And there's a, and there's also a reason for him to want to get revenge and all that sort of shit. I just felt like this started backwards for me and made it hard for me to really want to go with the writer. Like I, the characters of the dogs were engaging and interesting, but like just with the way that it was set up, I just didn't really, I wasn't really trusting in the author to take me on the journey that they were trying to take me on. If that kind of makes sort of weird sense. That might sure. sound like theater gobbledygook, but that's sort of how I felt about well, it. Well, it's there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's other Garth Innes stuff I like, but Garth Innes is also one of those things where you have to be very careful who you recommend Garth Innes to. Like, it's not like a blanket, like, oh, you should totally read this. Like, very specific people you recommend Garth Innes to, um, in my experience. Yeah, if you don't sure. like the whole yeah. shock value thing, if you don't like really uh, gore, not gory, but just kind of, it's very violent, kind of grotesque mm-hmm. in the way things are kind of drawn it's like and the done shock value. and everything. Yeah, well, yeah it's yeah. that whole shock value thing. Then, then it, I don't, you know, this definitely ain't for you. But like, I, and that's, and I've said it before, like, I'm not a huge, like, Tori is the one that loves all those, like, expendables and all people blowing up and all that kind of shit and, you know, action and, and bullshit for, for that sake of it. And I'm just like, eh, meh, it's boring. I like characters. I like characterization. And this was just... Okay. You know, it's really interesting when you you mentioned who you recommend uh, Garth Ennis to, uh, and also if, if you know sometimes the author if they can or can't finish what they started. Because uh, was it uh, Todd? Did you mention uh, John Waters earlier, or who mentioned John Waters? I did. Yeah, it was Todd. So John Waters is actually very much the same way. So I do like John Waters, and I think mm-hmm. whatever you want to think about him as a person or his career, he did make really big strides in avant-garde cinema and you know advancing LGBTQ ideas back when it didn't exist. Uh, argue, arguably, Hairspray is his best movie, and it's kind of spawned a whole empire. But if you go back and you watch like Pink Flamingos, like it's a bad movie. Like it's, mm-hmm. but there's so much mm-hmm. stuff that's like over the top. And, like, oh my god, did they they really just did the gift only a mother can give. Like it's mm-hmm. just crazy. And then other ones too, like Female Trouble and stuff. You have some great one liners from Divine. But then I was for Cinema Queens. I did Polyester, and that movie pissed me off so bad. I actually had to get up and walk around the house a couple times because I was so pissed off. So I, I think it's interesting that we brought up uh, John Waters earlier because that's kind of how Ennis is too. And this one, I wasn't angry at it. I just don't know how much I liked it or didn't like it. I'm Again, I just I don't know what to think about it. <laughs> so let me go. Last, let me go last when we do grades later on. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Ennis a little bit here. He um, yes, has been around. He is a he was part of the Vertigo British author wave mm-hmm. in the early '90s that came through. So he came along with uh, Neil Gaiman, Alan Moore, mm-hmm. and Grant Morrison. So he um, and they all have their different niches, and they um, they all found a home at Vertigo for a while before going off. But he um, the boys he's probably more famous for it this point but he also did preacher which all in all has held up pretty well the um i'm not sure the boys will be an interesting thing to watch but preacher i reread it not too long ago and there's one or two points you're like well that age like milk but most of it's pretty good there's a lot of shocking to it but as his career has gone on he's also done a bunch of one-offs and like i say war stories but he'll do like battlefield and um one i really enjoyed from tko tko the same publishing house that did sent with jeff lemire is called 
Sarah. interesting stuff actually. TKO TKO is interesting because they mm-hmm. also this is a total side note. They release nope, all yep. of their books for the season together. So they do like uh-huh. four or five books because they're a small house and they release them like the same week and they only release in trades. Um or basically graphic novels, which is, I just think is interesting. Uh their business model I just find interesting and I think uh very forward thinking and I, I think that there's some interesting ideas there and I hope it works out for them because right. I think they do decent work. Not all everything's brilliant, but I think in general they've done pretty good stuff. Anyway, they've sorry, done um, what I really dug with Sarah, it's uh during World War Two and Sarah is a Soviet sniper. Mm-hmm. And again, the whole thing's contained. Um, so four books aren't your thing or whatnot, but it's a more recent work by him and it's much more nuanced. And a lot of his rough edges have come down and I really enjoy Sarah as well. But no, this is a, um, this is, I think the best word to describe this book is it's kind of bonkers. And if you're not in a bonkers frame of mind, then you're like, what am I doing here? But if you're in the right frame of mind, you're like, hey, this thing's a whole lot of fun. And that's where I was. And the art was awesome, right? The art looks great. Um, the story is there. It's kind of like, you know, Garthinas, do Homeward Bound your way. He's like, I've got this. And there he goes. But so, did anybody really ask him to do that? It was six issues on Avatar. It was all his idea. <laughs> I mean, should, yeah. Yeah, whoever, it was all whoever, his idea. Whoever signed the checks, right? Yeah. So it was all like, I could do this. And is this, um, I think it's much better than Trouble by Mark Miller. Uh, yes. Mm? I don't know if I'd agree with that. Okay. I mean, that's another British dude doing something yeah. American, right? Don't get me wrong. Miller's done some shitty things, but I don't know if... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, of the two of those, I would opt to read Trouble over this. Again? Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Okay. I don't know. Fair. I wouldn't. I'd much rather read this again. Okay. Hey! All right. Well, you've wooed one person over to your side, Todd. Congratulations. You're talking about two pieces of shit. Yeah. Which one's better? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I still like this. You're not going to change my mind. <laughs> and that's fine, Todd. I'm not, I'm, that's... I'm not worried about you liking this. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think that... I think it, it is a very specific audience that this book is is meant for. For um, sure. Yeah. For sure. So. Apparently, Lane well, is like, I'm ashamed I know you now. <laughs> well, it's not even that. No, I'm just, I, like, everybody has their own, their, their own, like, way they kind of read stuff. And, and again, I'm coming from it like, I have no idea who sure. these people are, right? Right. But, like, this was bad, though. <laughs> No, that's okay. I don't like the notebook either. I don't either. That's why. Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> but a lot of people person. do. True. A lot of people like, uh, uh, like I don't know. Um, Deadpool Mac. Twilight. No, I don't think a lot of people like that one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I was going to say Twilight. Oh. I was going with uh, Adam. There you go. I didn't even show this. A friend gave this to me the other day. Mm-hmm. And this is Tyrion Lannister's famous turtle stew, four out of five stars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what he loves about that, he made this and he was handing it out to some friends as someone reviewed it and gave it the fourth star, four stars out of five. And if you get the reference, it's it, it's a uh, play on what Fight Club did as well with Brad Pitt and the Clem Chowder. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because he was, uh, he's like, confess to all your sins. So he like started at the beginning. He's like, well, when I was 12 years old, I, you know, did something to the turtle still kind of a deal. The best scene of that type, though, I think, is in uh-huh. uh, Goonies, where they, where Chunk just starts confessing all mm-hmm. sorts of weird crap. That's one of my favorite okay. moments of someone doing that, where like, they're like... Speaking of a movie that I don't like, is the Goonies. Goonies? I know. What? Todd has Take no the nostalgia, nostalgia for 80s. And yeah. it's not a great show. Steven Spielberg. Produced. No, it's... 
produced Chris Columbus wrote it. Oh, from the guy who directed Home Alone. Chris Columbus directed Home Alone, too. I mean, Chris Columbus is overall is a shit director lately. Like, the first two Harry Potter movies are horrible. Yeah. They're not terrible. They're translations of the book, not adaptations. Yeah, once you go see the other ones. Yeah, but let's be honest. As soon as you get to book five, that fifth movie was a piece of shit. If you didn't read the books, you had no idea. Because I didn't read the books until after I saw the fifth movie. And I was like, I have absolutely no idea what the fuck just happened. See, my problem was reading the books because I was like, I have no idea what the hell's going on. So I get it, but the third sure. is still my favorite of both. The, the third is the best movie. Yeah. The third is the best it's, movie. The fourth one, the fourth one for me shares a lot of DNA with Transformers The Last Night. In that you've got oh don't. It's horrendous. Is that the one <laughs> is that the one with the blue bitch and the spear? Isn't that all yes, I think. And like it's like they turn what's his face's home into like the Nazi regime or something like that. Sure. That was the only movie I ever sneaked all call into, and I was very drunk by the time I got to the end of it. The um but the thing of it, these two movies is you have this scene and then you have this next scene that's next to it but there's no connection between these scenes mm. and that's like the entirety of the flick is like here's a bunch of sequential scenes next to each other and it lacked any kind of narrative structure that I could like discernibly follow so there we go that's kind of how I felt about the fifth, the fifth movie but uh but well, that's mostly what he happens. just whines that's what happens when you have when you have a source material that spends the first 200 pages at the world quidditch match and mm-hmm. you haven't even gotten to the fucking school year yet. I, right. Th- whatever. I, there was a total side tangent on this with, with in terms of Harry Potter. There, there was a um, YouTube comedy team like, way back when YouTube first started. And they had this, this series of three little cartoons that was called I Wish I Could Have Been in That Meeting. And it was going into the production house to sell Harry Potter. And they're talking about like, well, you know, he, she's, he has magic parents and they, they get killed by magic and then the magic and he goes so let me get this straight it sounds like she just took all the same parts of a normal story and just put magic in front of it and he's like magic she hasn't and um and at one point he's like okay so we have creative control over the first three books and then what and then the other guy's like well then she's just going to write until her hand hurts and i was like that's about right actually she just kept going and it's like there's no reason to have these books be 700 pages like there's there's no reason at all at all but did they, did they include the what's really out? interesting is her editor change. And I bet you can tell which book her editor changed on. Five. Look it up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, but that, but that's like, um, total, total side change, but that's just because no. you brought up Christopher Columbus. But Todd, I do agree with you about the Goonies thing. Goonies isn't a terrible movie, but it's definitely not as good as everybody always makes it out to be now. And it's totally just a nostalgia thing. It's just like when you, when you watch Home Alone and Home Alone mm-hmm. 2 now, you're just like, what a little shithead he is. Not only that, but I even still watch it now. My mother's, everyone's like, God, Kevin's such a little shithead. And I was like, no. No, his family's actually kind of borderline abusive. So yeah. They don't really feel, I mean, like what assholes they are. <laughs> Technically, his mother should have gone to jail because they left their kid totally by themselves when they were in another fucking country. Like, it's just you know that but that's you know but that it, it is it's a nostalgia thing for our generation where it's it has nothing to do with how good this stuff is it's all on like we loved it when we were little so obviously it's great and it's like no people before us loved hr puff and stuff and that just looked like somebody got way too high on shrooms and made a tv show for kids so, so that was today's special 
Today's special was, I haven't watched it as an adult. I loved it as a kid, but I have not watched it as an adult. It, sure it was um, some crazy Canadian stuff that you can see where the How I Met Your Mother influences came from for Chabotsky's television show. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, where does that come? You watch today's special, like, oh, there we go. So I had never heard of this until recently, but I guess it was at the 70s. There was that, uh, oh, what was it called? It was a Saturday morning kid show called like Lid Flippers, where everyone are dying. Uh, Lidsville. Yeah, Lidsville. whatever it is. But like we watched a couple episodes one time because my friends were like, no, you have to see how bad this is. And like it was so incredibly racist. Like there's a guy who's like the Asian hat, like the, the very stereotypical, he's got the little mustache. It's like and he, he talks like with like the very obviously racist dialect. I'm like, oh my God, like this was allowed. Like well, but look at 16 candles. Long Duck Dong is not a good character by any means. <laughs> <laughs> so Get breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, yeah. with uh Andy Rooney. No, Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Andy yeah, Rooney in that role would be a totally that different, would be a different thing, yes. <laughs> uh okay. Well, before we get so completely sidetracked that I will get lost in the editing, let's jump into grades. <laughs> uh I'm gonna give it uh, I'm gonna give it a D, man. I didn't dig it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't dig it with a D. Yeah. Uh Mr. Todd. Oh, he gets a B. Okay. The art's great. The story's fine. It's Gar- it's bonkers Garth Ennis. So I give it a B. Lena. D. Okay. Mr. Adam. I'm going to go with a C. Wow. How's that fence you're sitting on there? How is that? You going to fall off that fence you're sitting on? No. I'm I'm stuck on it. I was trying to experiment and I'm getting it now. So, Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So. Uh, next week we are going to be reading a book called Science Dog, which I'm hoping is nicer than this. Uh, it is a nicer. That's an nicer interesting bar. Who yeah. recommended this one? This was me. Okay. Um, this I haven't read it. I'll be honest. Um, but it is uh, it's a fake. Well, so how do we put this in the uh, the world of Robert Kirkman in his comics? Uh, so Walking Dead and Invincible. Science Dog is a popular comic book in that world. So if you watch the TV show of the Walking dead uh the the kid carl or coral uh coral. is wearing a science dog t-shirt uh the character of science dog actually shows up in invincible at one point in time uh and then they did like an actual sort of like comic book of science dog for a little while um and i don't know i've always wanted to read it it seemed like it was going to be fun uh if it sucks um i'm sorry but hopefully it's <laughs> So that kind of sounds like the How Dusk Till Dawn is a movie set within like the um, Pulp Fiction universe. Yeah, probably a little bit to that degree. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. And actually, Brian, speaking of Invincible, I, did you watch the TV series yet? I've watched the first two episodes. All right. So when it's done, I want you to let me know kind of how far into the comic run it goes. Okay. Because I, I didn't know how much they were going to put in there. And like apparently it does go pretty far in because it's definitely way past like the event. Like, I think even, like, the events of the first episode finish after the first trade, don't they? The events of the first episode get through the first trade, maybe even a little bit into the second. That's what I thought, the way it was. Yeah. And, and there's parts later on where it actually brings in things from the first trade into, like, later on in the series. But I'm interested yeah. to know because, like, when I did Lock and Key, which I did really, really enjoy. I know it was kind of iffy for some people. Like, they did the whole series. And I was mm-hmm. really surprised to see them do that because it's like, well, you set it up for the, the sequel. So is Joe Hill going to come down right for you? I, mean, I don't know where you're going to go yeah. with this. So Right now with Lock and Key, they're doing a Lock and key sandman crossover comic by the way is it like actually out or are they working on it i think a couple issues have come out i have to go for that i haven't read them yet but lock and key and sandman universe yeah interesting okay cool uh thank you everybody for listening and thank everybody for talking about this book and uh um... <laughs>
<laughs> Lena, you can uh, you can charge Todd the twelve dollars that you Listen, pay for your comic. I, I'll say this much: we've gone, uh, we've had other books that we've all been like, "What the fuck?" And we spend the entire episode not talking about it because we just didn't want to talk about the book. In fact, we yeah. spent most of the time about this talking about the book. <laughs> At least we've got that. We we got that going for us. Yeah. So anyway, join us next week for Science Dog. And uh, hold on, up, oh, and we will see you all later. Bye. 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 I think Adam was the last one to finish on that. I think I was tied. I don't know. It's an endurance. It's lag. It was lower there. Oh, gotcha. That, that was from his balls drop joke from like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing here to stop on. Okay. We're going to press the stop button now. Yeah.